Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode of JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I'm your host, Luke Donovan. Today, we'll discuss an article from the most recent issue of the Journal of Athletic Training. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers, thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. The title of the article is Access to Athletic Trainers and Emergency Medical Services Activations for Sport-Related Injuries, authored by Dr. Rebecca Hirshhorn and colleagues from Louisiana State University, the University of Connecticut, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, the University of South Carolina, and Lebanon Valley College. Let's survey the scene. The National Center for Catastrophic Sport Injury has documented more than 2,800 catastrophic sport-related injuries and fatalities over its 30-year history. In addition, 14% of life-threatening injuries presenting to emergency departments were reported to be a result of sport activities. Needless to say, despite sport participation being associated with numerous health benefits, emergent situations do still arise where these situations require immediate management using the best available resources and evidence. To facilitate the management of emergency situations in secondary school settings, athletic trainers are the preferred medical providers to have on site. However, the Athletic Training Location and Services Project, known as the Atlas Project, reported that only two-thirds of secondary schools in the United States had access to athletic training services. Some states report as as little as 13% of schools having access to an athletic trainer. Considering the knowledge and clinical skills specific to acute and emergency care, athletic trainers are often responsible for developing and initiating the emergency action plans affiliated with their respective site. Unfortunately, in sports settings, particularly secondary schools that do not have access to athletic trainers may not have the proper steps in place to respond to a sport-related emergency. In response to no athletic trainer, 49% of private schools and 80% of public schools had EMS on site during athletic competitions. Although having athletic trainers employed at secondary schools is associated with improved management of sport-related emergencies, the connection between access to athletic trainers and utilization of emergency medical services is not well known. Therefore, the primary objective of this study was to compare the incidence of EMS activations for sport-related injuries of high school-age students among zip codes that corresponded with varying levels of access to athletic trainers. The authors also explored whether the incidence of EMS activation differed between the athletic training employment model. Using data from 2017 to 2018 from both the National EMS Information System and the ATLAS project, the authors were able to determine the number of EMS activations from a sport-related injury for individuals aged 13 to 18 from nearly 5,000 unique zip codes across all 50 states of the United States. In addition, the authors were able to determine the number of athletic trainers employed within each zip code as well as characteristics of the employment. Specifically, the authors determined the level of athletic training services by determining whether the employed athletic trainer was considered full-time or part-time. As such, athletic training services level was categorized as being either full, which equated to an athletic trainer being hired full-time, 
partial, equating to a part-time athletic trainer, or none, which equated to no athletic trainer hired within that zip code. In addition, how the athletic trainer was employed to the school was also captured. The athletic training employment model was categorized as being through either an independent contractor, a medical or university facility, the school district itself, or by a mixed employment model. Here are the results. Across the zip codes, there were nearly 14,000 EMS activations for sport-related injuries within the data set. This equated to an average of 2.8 EMS activations per zip code. The authors were able to gather information related to athletic training services and employment from nearly 90% of the zip codes. The number of athletic trainers employed within each zip code ranged from 0 to 9. Most commonly, either 1, 2, or 0 athletic trainers were employed within each zip code. Specifically, 47% of the zip codes had one athletic trainer employed, 19.5 of zip codes had zero athletic trainers employed, and 18.3% had two athletic trainers employed. Of the employed athletic trainers, 43% were considered full-time. From an employment model perspective, a little over 50% of the athletic trainers were contracted through a medical or university facility or were hired directly through the school district. There was a significant association between athletic training service level and the frequency of EMS activations. Zip codes with a full-time athletic trainer and zip codes with a part-time athletic trainer had a 41.6% or 36.8% respectively increased incidence rate of EMS activations when compared to zip codes with no athletic trainer. Employment model was also significantly associated with the number of EMS activations. Athletic trainers hired through a medical or university facility had 10.8% lower incident rate when compared to athletic trainers hired directly through the school district. In summary, this study found that areas with access to athletic training services activated EMS more frequently than areas without access to athletic training services among secondary school-aged individuals who sustained sport-related injury. This increased incidence is likely attributed to a combination of factors. Access to athletic training services likely increases both the presence and appropriate implementation of emergency action plans during emergent situations. The study further highlighted that different employment settings, for example, being hired through a medical facility versus being hired through the school district directly, also influenced the number of EMS activations. These differences may reflect differences in policies, procedures, and resources among employment settings. Overall, this study further supports the crucial role and importance of access to athletic training services. Well, that's it for today's JTCast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for our next JAT cast episode.